Hi guys, and thank you for checking into another Tell Me Time podcast. I'm really grateful for anyone wherever you are giving some time in your day to listen to the conversations that have been shared. Thank you to everyone that has been reaching us out on Instagram at Tell Me Time Official. It's really nice to see that people are enjoying the conversations and are able to relate to some of the things that are being shared. Today I'm really excited, we've got my friend, the lovely Lucy, joining us for our conversation today. And we kind of pull out some things she did on her initial blog post titled Could You Tell Me a Time? You felt proud, specifically looking at gay pride and what it means for her to be a gay woman and how her mindset went from, as she says, kind of this internal homophobia to celebrating her sexuality as everyone should. So I hope that someone listening can relate to anything that Lucy says and talks about and shares. Thank you, Lucy, for being so honest and just being your lovely self. It was super lovely just having a bit of a chat and a bit of a catch up with you. And uh, yeah, if you enjoyed, please do reach out on our Instagram. I think I should also highlight that uh, this week is Mental Health Awareness Week 2020 with the running theme of the week is kindness. And I think it's super important to just highlight uh, and recognizing how important it is to be kind to others. It's been shown that not only does it help others' well-being, but also our own personal well-being, specifically when everything's going on as it is with the COVID pandemic. Uh, it's always lovely hearing stories of people helping each other out, if that's on a big scale, with the, the nurses and doctors working extremely hard in stressful conditions, just doing their job. Um, or one of, one of my mates has been walking his elderly neighbor's dog every morning, um, which is super just just nice to hear and um, I'm sure that gentleman will be extremely grateful for what my friend's doing but it's also extremely important to be kind to yourself something that I've been really enjoying as part of this new yoga practice that I've been doing is at the end of the session we kind of appreciate the importance of being kind to yourself if that's giving yourself space in the day to do to do yoga a bit of reflection a bit of meditation or just listening to this podcast reading a book um, learning and just giving yourself some space understanding why you feel the emotions that are coming up if that's anxiety or stress or joyfulness, um, just understanding why you're feeling that way and taking a minute to appreciate whatever that feeling may be. And uh, yeah, as I say, super excited to get into this podcast. Please do reach out to us, uh, let us know what you think, and I hope that you enjoy please do take care and look after yourselves. First of all, I kind of just wanted to introduce you to the listeners and explain uh, how I know you. Mm-hmm. So I met you a couple of summers back when we were working for the same education organisation. And uh, I know you've seen the notes to this, but I don't know if you knew. <laughs> I don't want uh, your girlfriend to kill me for this, but I was like, <laughs> when my mates were like, um, uh, oh yeah, she's like, 
she's she's not interested in men like she's gay i remember feeling super disappointed because i was like <laughs> oh i can't even like be my flirtatious self because apparently that's not how it works i'm not going to be able to turn your heads no matter what so um yeah and you did a i reached out to you a while back now and asked you if you would write a post for the blog about um uh, could you tell me a time you felt proud mm-hmm. and you wrote a really special piece on gay pride and uh yeah it just was a really really lovely post so just before we get into kind of pulling some things from uh the post do you kind of want to kind of tell the listeners a bit about yourself what you've been doing since kind of leaving school I guess yeah absolutely so um I left school in 2016 and then I went on to volunteer abroad for a year um with with an organization um and I spent my year in Honduras and it was I just loved it it was the best year ever um and then I came back went to Glasgow Uni for a brief period of time dropped that out and then ended up moving to um, the Inner Hebrides to work for that same organisation I had volunteered for. Um, so that's where I met you, Peter, in the summer. Um, and then since change, then... Changed change my life. <laughs> changed my life for the better. <laughs> and then since then, um, I moved back to Edinburgh, back home, um, worked kind of for about a year, and then now I've rejoined uni, but this time in Edinburgh at Harriet Watt. And I'm studying interpreting and translation um, with British Sign Language and Spanish. So I'm loving life, but I'm currently not really got much uni work to do, but it's great. Yeah, how, how are you dealing uh, dealing with lockdown and uni and balancing your life? <laughs> yes, well, I'm quite lucky because I work in Sainsbury's at the weekend, so I've got a little job to go out to. Um, so I'm quite enjoying actually getting out at the weekend. In terms of the weekdays, um, I live home with my family now, so I've got a brother and a sister and both my parents, and do you know what, it's actually quite fun because I don't usually get to spend as much time with them. Um, so, you know, I'm not I'm not complaining too much, I've got it pretty good here. Yeah, it's super nice to kind of be around family at the moment, I think. It really is, and also, actually. Well, what, what's it like working <laughs> in the supermarket at the moment? <laughs> well, you know what, I've been getting asked that question for the last two or three months, and up until a few weeks ago, I would have told you, honest hand on my heart, it's been absolutely fine. Everyone had been lovely, um, polite. I was enjoying seeing the customers. Um, recently, <laughs> I think people are getting a little bit fed up and they're getting a little bit angry. Um, but, you know, it's it's nice to see my colleagues and it's nice to have a chat with people. Um, so it's OK. It's OK. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's like from... from uh like a little weekend uni job to now being like the heroes of the UK. It's awesome. <laughs> yeah, well I don't done. know. Yeah, thank you. I don't know if I'll go that far, but. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, like as I was saying, kind of want to maybe pull a few things out of your uh, blog post that you wrote about. Um, and uh, first of all, you wrote the post being proud from perspective of being a gay woman mm-hmm. and I was wondering if you firstly wanted to kind of tell us what gay pride means to yourself mm-hmm. and could you mean could you kind of explain a little bit about uh the meaning behind LGBTQ plus mm-hmm. um yeah absolutely um in terms of gay pride um I wrote the blog mostly about my personal gay pride so I'm gay, I'm a lesbian, um, and I I didn't always feel proud of that, actually. Um, it took me quite a while to even accept it, and then another while to actually feel proud of the fact that I was gay. So um, my gay pride is really just about, like, first of all, accepting who I am, and then actually celebrating it, because it's definitely something that we still need to celebrate, um, because it's not celebrated everywhere. Um, mm-hmm. But you've also got then, you know, we've actually got a gay pride celebration um, a festival kind of all over the UK and lots of places all around the world where um, lots of members of the LGBTQ plus community get to come together and, and celebrate our sexuality and, and celebrate being able to be ourselves. Um, and LGBTQ plus um, is 
a very wide umbrella term. Um, I mean, it's acronyms. It stands for lesbian, gay, bisexual, transgender. Um, the Q can represent queer. Um, so kind of anyone who identifies as queer or it can represent questioning if you just feel like you're maybe not straight. Um, and there's lots of other letters really that have kind of been added on to that. We've got an I for intersex sometimes or an A for asexual. Um, and the plus really is just because there are so many new sexualities coming about, so many new words to represent different things coming up that the plus really just tries to encompass anyone else who just feels like they're part of this community who, um, with you know, who are just are not straight, who are maybe queer or who identify in their gender identity a little bit different, um, or you know, who fancies the same sex, sure yeah, who fancies anyone. No one's getting left out. Totally, yeah, absolutely. For sure, and like you, obviously, you're saying that there's a set day in the calendar where people like celebrate uh, gay prides, and um, is that like a set date? Like, is there? Yeah, so um, I mean, I the only pride I've ever um, attended has been Glasgow Pride um, in 2018, um, because I wasn't out in 2017. I attended. Um, and 2019, um, I can't remember why I didn't go. Um, but yes, it changes, um, but it's usually throughout the summer. But you, we've got like a Glasgow Pride on one day and then an Edinburgh Pride on another, etc., etc. So kind of each city has its own Pride usually. Um, That's cool. Yeah. Um, and then I guess when I was initially reading your blog entry, I actually got kind of emotional reading it because <laughs> I was thinking about how brave like some of the things that you you had written about how brave it actually is for someone to come out and I wanted to be kind of careful of saying coming out of the the norm because it is something that's normal but almost like I was kind of wondering how you felt about yourself and your sexuality growing up within a school environment like we're both relatively young we've mm. recently left school have gone into university and there's quite a lot of I mean I think from my own experience a lot of my friends at school came out as soon as they left school and it's almost a shame like well how long were you kind of like wanting to come out for and felt like you couldn't for various reasons so I guess my question is, like, how did you kind of feel throughout school? Um, yeah, and growing up, I guess. Um, no, I mean, you're saying there that you were avoiding saying, you know, coming out against the norm. And I, like, yeah, I think, you know, it, it, isn't, it isn't necessarily not normal to be gay, but that's definitely how I felt, Peter. And it's definitely how a lot of people coming out feel is that when they are going to come out, they are going to then really be saying to people underlyingly, oh, look, I'm not normal. Um, and of course we are, of course we are. It's literally just as normal as being straight. Um, but it just doesn't feel like that yet. Um, but in terms of my school experience, um, I never even realised um, for most of school that I was gay. Um, so I wasn't necessarily keeping things bundled up. Um, I had started to realise that all my friends were getting into relationships and heterosexual relationships and I wasn't really feeling any inkling to do that um, but I, I could appreciate that males were attractive so I was like oh maybe I'm just a little bloomer um, but then I also didn't I didn't find myself attracted to males either yet so I was kind of a little bit confused um, and then it wasn't until I was in my second last or last year of school and um, so I stayed at secondary school until I was um, 17 almost 18 until my last year so it was kind of in my second last or my last year Um, I actually met a girl and had real feelings for her Um, and then I definitely kind of realized like oh these things I've been kind of thinking about that they're definitely real and um, I'm not straight and I'm not like most of the other people in my school because there was only one or two people in my year group of 100, 200 people who had actually come out. So I didn't want to. I really didn't want to. Um, and the thought of it made me feel a little bit sick, to be honest with you. So Yeah, which is what you, you wrote really honestly about within your 
within your post and what was your kind of initial reaction to to yourself coming to terms with that oh I'm actually interested in the opposite sex rather than yeah yeah um I do you know when when I find got feelings for this person it was really weird because the first thing I actually felt I was so excited because I just Mm -hmm. spent my whole life listening to people talking about their crushes and and all this and that's from the age of literally children from primary school and I had never related and I didn't know what was wrong with me and I thought well maybe I'm just independent and all that thing which which I am but it was just because I hadn't actually experienced it so I didn't actually really experience my first crush until I was literally about 16 years old which is fairly late for most people um and I was really excited about that but then the thought oh wait because I have feelings for this person which is exciting that then means that I am either bisexual, lesbian, you know, somewhere in the realms of the LGBT community. And that made me feel really, really sick um, because I didn't want to attract more attention to myself than than necessary in school. Um, I really enjoyed school, but I just, the people who had come out, there's a lot of attention on the fact that they weren't straight um, in school and I didn't want to be that person. Um, and I didn't want to think about having to tell everyone um, that really intimidated me because there is kind of still this expectation actually even in the last few years it's improved but that you actually have to just go and tell everyone that you're not straight you have to come out and you never stop coming out um, you really don't um, it's something that I will always be doing um, mm-hmm. but the thought of that was just a mammoth task and I didn't want to do it and I didn't have the answer to all the questions I thought I was going to get asked you know just what are you are you gay are you bisexual Um you know. I guess it's almost a bit just overwhelming at the time because you kind of, well, why, why should you have to explain to people, you know, I guess, kind of just. Yeah, totally. Um, in an ideal world, yeah, we won't have to, but we'll see. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so how important do you think, uh, like, the social and cultural environment is to people wanting to come out? Like, obviously... I've met your family and your parents and they're so lovely. Mm-hmm. Um, but I guess some people probably find it extremely difficult as if they're not close with their family or schooling's been different. And even mm-hmm. I think the, the, me- the media, I think it's like from a young age, like Disney movies and stuff, there's no... It's always the prince and the princess or the king and the queen and whatever. There's no, like, two queens or two kings. Um, So I was kind of just wondering what you kind of thought about that kind of... Yeah. That kind of area. Yeah, I mean, I think it's huge. And now that I feel like I've really completed a lot of my personal journey with my own acceptance um I'm very very confident and comfortable in the fact that I'm gay um and I really feel like now what's been really bothering me is kind of everyone else's society and how everyone else talks about gay relationships and gay people um and yeah I think there's such an immense role um in any little gay kid's life because it does with anything else. Um, when you're exposed to something, it just becomes a norm and you become used to it. Um, and when you're not, it's something that you then have to learn. And it takes more time later on to actually then learn about something and, and um, accept something. And I was really lucky. Um, I grew up in, you know, a very accepting area. I'm from Edinburgh. My family were all, you know, we're kind of this white middle class Edinburgh people. And they are absolutely lovely. And they never batted an eyelid, really, when I told them. Um but even then, there's still so many gaps in my schooling, in the books I read when I was younger, um, in the way that people talked about it, because it just wasn't really talked about. So I knew that there was no one around me saying gay people are bad, but there was also nobody mm-hmm. around me saying gay people are good or it's okay to be gay. Or even I had never met a lesbian couple ever in my life that um, I knew were a lesbian couple. Um so, and I still don't have any really older lesbian couples to look up to. Um, and that's such a shame because um, it would have made me feel so much more comfortable. Look, if they can do it, you know, why can't I? But, you know, I just had a lot of straight people around me and 
all, all I was ever asked was what boy do you fancy in school or when you get married and, and when you have kids and your husband and, and all that stuff and there was no no one ever said to me oh hey you can fancy a girl or it's it's okay it's really good to be gay you know you just you just do you or um no one ever said that and that's fine because I also never got any direct homophobia but it meant that I was really confused and felt like the only person in the world who who ever was gonna be a girl fancying a girl when I eventually found out so um yeah yeah completely and like it kind of goes back to what you're saying if you had a class of a hundred a hundred folk in your Mm. year group and there was only what two people that were open about being uh Mm -hmm. gay then um then it does get kind of kind of tricky like I like I went to an all boys school and there was probably 80 of us in the in the year group and no one like no one was openly gay until uh people left school went to university which I just think is such a shame because at the time like I don't know what the school's like now but at the time no one felt obviously comfortable enough mm. to come out because it just wasn't really talked about or anything um, yeah it's really sad I mean it's, it's great that they're out now but it is I feel so sorry for all these young gay people I just I just want them to be comfortable and to come out yeah um and just uh I guess kind of from a media perspective mm-hmm. did you find that the media and what like us as young people are viewing all the like constantly through if that's television mm-hmm. or uh movies and music do you think that ever affected your own personal headspace yeah so it, it kind of came from two different angles actually um on one hand one thing i did notice Right before I definitely realised that I was gay, right before then, so I was maybe like 14, 15, and I started to realise I wasn't having feelings for boys. And I actually started going on social media and just looking actively for gay content, um, like gay Netflix movies, gay books, um, gay famous people who was gay. Um, and I was just looking to hear interviews about them talking about their experience, mm-hmm. um, and, you know, all this kind of stuff. And it was maybe a sign looking back, but I became really, really obsessed with it. At the time, I really thought it was just me being a little bit politically driven and, and wanting to stand up for the LGBT community. Um, but it was obviously me trying to find other people who I related to. Um, just a bit of reassurance. Yeah, totally. And and I kind of found um, YouTube, which was quite big back then, um, YouTube was quite a big thing and there was a lot of there were a lot of gay YouTubers um who were openly gay, mostly American, um, that who were openly gay, males and females. Um there was also transgender YouTubers and I was really I just watched all their videos. Um every evening I would just sit and watch their videos and I would just feel really like, oh wow, this is so interesting and this is everyone know about this. Um so I would watch a lot of gay content and in that way that was really the only kind of like experience I was getting off just gay life gay people being gay um and that was really good that that was there because it meant I could relate and um I was also kind of reading um gay books and and LGBT books and um that was a a great exposure but um on the other hand I had to really actively search for that stuff um and a lot of it wasn't relatable because I was fairly young and a lot of gay content especially lesbian content is just really sexualized um you find a fair amount of lesbian movies um are just sex the whole way through and not really any realistic relationship um it's gotten better now there's been a few movies i've seen recently which are great but um back then it, there wasn't really um a good comparison between obviously pretty heteronormative material and um lgbt stuff um so yeah i i was feeling like i was relating to something but i felt like i really had to search deep and i definitely felt a little bit embarrassed like i was doing something bad by searching lgbt stuff um 
yeah. So there, there's a bit of both. Mm-hmm. And I think, like, it's getting, like, from a marketing and advertising perspective, like, you see more adverts now that are kind of a bit more, got a better mix between kind of straight and gay couples in them. I'm trying to think of uh, an example of what I've seen recently. It's like dating mm-hmm. apps. And I'm trying to think there was one, can't remember. Maybe it was like Pepsi or something, like big marketing mm-hmm. campaigns where what in the in the past, even I think probably a couple of years ago, it would literally just be like a male and female character but now it's like a male male hooking up character or female and female so it is I think getting slowly more normalized in like western media yeah no I would totally agree with you um there's there's just more um content and there's also a lot more content that a storyline doesn't have to be about someone's sexuality. There are just gay couples, gay characters in there. Um, and it's just really nice to see. It's really comforting. Yeah, it's cool. I think one of the other things that frustrates me is, like, I was kind of saying that, uh, like, Love Island frustrates <laughs> the hell out of me anyway, because it's so just, like, oh, it's just such <laughs> trash. But, like, there's no, there's no uh, like, diversity mm-hmm. within the couples. And I kind of can see why they, like, wouldn't do that. And I think it's just a, it's a shame. I don't know. I, Peter, I say that every year. I still sit and watch Love Island every year. And the whole way through, I just say, I am so bored of all the straight couples in here. (laughs) Um, I guess it's probably, it must be something to do with, like, if they put in gay couples and they got, like, voted off then there would be a whole thing about oh is that like the general public are they homophobic or well, like what's like I don't I don't, yeah I, I'm, just... I'm not really sure about that I just honestly think um it's just kind of pure laziness and I think it's just um there's definitely this thing throughout Love Island where it's obviously it's very attractive good looking fit kind of young yeah young individuals and to be a hundred percent honest with you um i think there's a little bit of a homophobic rhetoric the back of that i think it's kind of like the gay love island is seen as the second love do you know it's kind of the secondary one oh it's the other one um and this straight young kind of um all these straight young male female couples it's great it's just seen as a secondhand thought um, and I don't think it fits that rhetoric of look at these like the best looking people in all the UK. Um, I just don't think it fits that properly as much as as much as they want it to. That's that's uh, that's a shame. So ITV, if they're <laughs> listening, you know, you know, you know what to do. Throw some more, uh, throw some more gays Always. into the mix. <laughs> um, and yeah, one of the things that you brought up. Uh, within your post was kind of your internalized Mm -hmm. homophobia which you've already kind of touched on kind of explained that you felt a bit uh, like well scared of coming to terms with feeling gay but also uh, when you talked about searching like you felt Mm -hmm. guilty kind of searching for content that was that was more yeah gay i guess uh so kind of how did that manifest itself this earth, earth internalized homophobia? yeah um so and i talked about it a bit in the blog post and you know before i'd written that blog i never really reflected on it um as clearly as i felt my head had kind of reflected on it while writing that blog post and it really was about a rough length of two years um, from starting to realise that I was gay until I actually decided to come out um, to gay to my friends and all my family and things like that. Um, And in those two years, especially for the first year, you know, I actually didn't just feel, oh, I don't want to do it. I actually felt really disgusted in myself um, and really embarrassed. And 
it sounds so rational looking back on it now, but I don't want to say that, oh, it's just ridiculous, it was irrational, because I know there's going to be young gay people who are going through the same thing, but I actually used to wake up in the night, um, remember suddenly, oh, you're gay, and then would just be in sweats, and I, I would cry, and I would feel really disgusted, and I would just go and wash my face, and it would take me a long time again. Um, and it was internalised because I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm not homophobic, you know. I, I wouldn't walk along the street and think if I ever saw a gay couple, which was pretty far, few and far in between, that's disgusting. But I would see a gay couple and it would remind me that I have this huge big secret that I'm gay and it would make me feel a bit... I would get hard... I would find it hard to breathe and I would kind of look away and just not want to think about it at all. So I was pushing it away um, and I did really feel a bit disgusting um in myself and I had no outright reason to feel like that because as I said I have a really supportive family all my friends are so supportive and you know what actually Scotland are pretty good and pretty far ahead on all the um kind of LGBT things like legislation law and celebrating LGBT people so didn't necessarily have a reason to feel like that um but I think it was because again I had just seen little bits and pieces and really looking back when I was a kid, it was an insult to call someone gay. Um, it was just a pretty normal yeah. thing, um, especially in kind of big like football cultures and things like that. Gay is, is a big insult. and yeah. um, Or just if you're doing something like just the slightest yeah. bit different, but like from uh, like when I was at school, I was mates with all the rugby boys and whatever. But I was also in the choir for some god, god knows why I was in choir. But uh, but they would be like, oh, like it's kind of gay being mm-hmm. in the choir or like doing mm-hmm. art or whatever, which is completely yeah, ridiculous. Like uh, I don't, yeah, I I don't know where that comes um, from. But, yeah, it's it's uh, just it, it's little things like that that just are thankfully they just don't go anymore. That is not a thing that people do anymore. And if they do, it doesn't really go down well when, when, in regards to the UK. But um, it was little things like that. And um, just, I have a very close relationship with my grandparents and I love them so much. And I've been out to them for the last three years. But um, they grew up in, like, you know, they were born in the 30s, grew up 30s, 40s, kind of 50s. And they had a fairly homophobic viewpoint. Um and I knew that they would be slightly disappointed um, if I told them I wasn't going to get married to a man and, and have children with him and all that kind of stuff. Um, and all of this and a lot of other things had just kind of, had been kind of growing inside me and I hadn't thought about it until then finally I realised, oh my gosh, look at all this list of things point of things that I'm going to be and all that stuff. And it was making me feel pretty disgusted. So... So yeah, it was just um, yeah, just a lot of hiding is really how it manifested itself, and a lot of not wanting to talk about anything gay with other people. Um, and how how do you think that's changed to like now? Like you wrote your mm-hmm. blog post, we're talking very openly at the moment. Uh, how how do you? I think that obviously the other po- uh, podcast was kind of related to self love and like just mm-hmm. being comfortable with yourself what would you say your relationship is like with your self at, yeah at it's literally flipped on its head um and it took mm-hmm. it's actually when I look back on it really been only less than three years that I've been out which to me is is mad thinking because I feel like I have been out and proud my whole life um but I haven't and it flipped on its head really when I started to come out and I started with just some close friends and family um who who it was easy to tell, who it was easy to tell them because I had such a close relationship with them. Um, and it wasn't actually easy, it was just easy compared to telling others. But um, And I told them and I suddenly started to feel a bit less disgusted. Um, and it's really because I was getting that validation from others. They weren't disgusted at all, in fact, they were happy for me. And they were saying, oh, that's so exciting, Lucy. Um, you know, they were saying, you can start dating now. Yeah, things like that. And I was starting to feel a bit less disgusted in myself. And then over the course of maybe about three months I told everyone in my close circle at that time and my and my family um and things like that and, and they totally accepted me 
and they were fine um, with it, as I knew they would be. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, but you just did that in your your own time, which is, I think, the most important thing. Like it sounds like you just took your yeah, took your time I, totally, I totally did, and I definitely had to have a, a few nudges. Um, from some of my really really close friends and at this time when I started to to come out to my close friends a few of my close friends started to tell me hey I'm bisexual or I'm um, gay or lesbian or whatever and then I suddenly had other friends who were in ways me and who had been feeling the same way as me for um, for a while and it was so nice to have someone who completely related to what um, to what you had gone through, and it was so exciting, and it was also exciting telling all my straight friends who were just really, really excited. Um, even though they didn't understand, they tried their very best, and they still always try their very best. Um, and it's just, it was just so good. And as I started to come out, then I started to actually do things like I downloaded Tinder and I put my preferences on females, and that is how I met my girlfriend now, who I've been with for over two and a half years. Um, and I started to go to a few gay bars or gay clubs and I went to Pride in 2018 um, and I was just it made me emotional at the start because I was so happy um, and I felt like just so excited about this whole new community and all these people and all these people who were the same as me and then um, and then now I just mm-hmm. um, yeah I don't really have any issue talking about my sexuality now in fact I'll often bring up it's definitely the opposite I will often purposely talk about my sexuality and about LGBT things now but it definitely wasn't like that before yeah it's also like one of my uh close friends uh came out to me as gay well not he did like come out to me but he he Uh told me he was gay and uh it was really nice seeing that they were excited about kind of exploring kind of the yeah. like the gay scene uh and i was like mate like i'll <laughs> i'll i'll come i'll come with you to some gay bars like the gay the gay bars that i've gone to in the past if any straight guys are looking for a confidence boost go to a gay gay bar gay club like <laughs> i quite enjoyed getting hit on actually first time first time in a long I've, time i've heard a few of um, my straight guy friends say that you know peter <laughs> yeah it's you cut you come out you come out just absolutely <laughs> thinking that you're God's gift. Um, but then I guess I think you had spoken to me when we uh, last met up. But have you ever experienced like external mm. homophobia within the public, and how do you go about? Yeah. I have been fairly lucky and, and I will, this is kind of where, um, what I was saying about, yeah, my upbringing and where I live and the colour of my skin and a lot of these things affect how lucky I have been um, in terms of I've not really experienced any major homophobia, I've had no physical violence and I've had very little in the way of people shouting things or being verbal with it. But yes, um, on a very lower scale, when I'm out with my girlfriend, just us two, we do get unwanted male attention and bars um again just really sexualize things um and I, I'm going to laugh at it but it's actually not funny it's really annoying um a lot of guys coming up and like asking if we're together because they've seen us holding hands asking if we want to go back with them and have a threesome asking about our sex life all those kind of things um that just actually aren't appropriate um, at all and it's really really annoying and there has been a couple of occasions where we've actually just had to end a date night really early because we just had a guy right up on us in a bar um, just asking all these questions so I've had things like that and we've had a lot of looks our fair share of looks and a few um, a few people kind of given us dirty looks but that you get used to um, only once really um, have me and my girlfriend had homophobia towards us in the way of um someone shouting things and we were on holiday in Berlin um in Germany last August good holiday and I was really surprised it happened here because it's a really progressive city Berlin and um there's a there's lots of gay bars there's a big gay scene lots of people outwardly expressing themselves um in terms of their fashion and their sexuality and things like that 
but we were just in a shopping mall coming downstairs um, on an escalator and there was a guy maybe in his 30s or 40s with his with his girlfriend um and he saw us kiss we just pecked on the lips and he just threw his hands up and started shouting at us um really really shouting and angrily shouting and we don't know what he was saying um because it was in german and my advanced higher german qualification has failed me but i don't know what he was saying um but i mean it was just he saw us kiss and then he started to shout and I'm pretty sure it was a bit that and he was pointing his finger and he was getting really close to us because he was going up on the escalator and we were going down and we started to go past each other and he was really close to us and he was spitting and shouting and then eventually we just got off at the bottom of the escalator and started to walk away um, and he tried to follow us he, he tried to come down the escalator but he was trying to come down the up one so it didn't really work well um, and we just kind of ran away and we didn't really think anything off it but it's actually pretty scary because I'd I think if we had been guys, he would have definitely swung. Um, and I think yeah. if we had been like prone to shouting back or anything like that, it would have made a bigger scene. And no one did anything about it either, um, which was quite a shame. And I don't, I don't know why he was shouting, um, but I wonder, um, like, yeah. What, but what does that do to your kind of? your head and how do you deal with something like that happening because if it was the other way around like if he was going up the escalator and uh kissed his girlfriend like you wouldn't have batted an eyelid um so how do you deal with something like that happening to yeah yourself i guess because I was with my girlfriend and um, we had each other, we kind of calmed down. We just kind of walked right out that shopping mall quite fast. And then as soon as we got out, I actually felt a bit like shaken up. I was like, oh, what just happened? And we actually, we, we just sat down and, and had a drink and talked about it. And we're like, what just happened? And then just decided that um, to kind of push under the carpet. Um, but I, I remember it, like I remember it pretty quickly and, it does it does just kind of yeah. scare me because I always thought the thought of homophobia in my head it makes me angry is the first thing it makes me because it it that obviously shouldn't be happening. But when it actually happened to me I wasn't angry at all. I was just terrified. So it just yeah, I just I just was really yeah. thinking a lot of other people just have this constantly, um and have it quite bad. Um yeah. Mm-hmm. And Obviously, in your blog post, you uh, importantly acknowledge that some societies still have strict anti-LGBT laws mm-hmm. implicated. I think it's something, I mean, you might know better than me, but it's like 73 countries still don't allow same-sex marriage. And there's something like, uh, just something like, one second something like uh countries which still implement the death penalty from same sexual Mm -hmm. acts like iran and saudi arabia sudan yemen and then parts of somalia nigeria and iraq and obviously i don't want to like generalize too much because there's so many social and cultural implications that go into making Mm -hmm. laws etc but what would you say to large policymakers or even just small homophobic yeah, rulers? It, when, it, when it comes to, um, in terms of those countries who do uphold the death penalty and stuff, it's um, very much a political and, and religious um, and a lot of ways kind of topic that I'm not necessarily equipped to, to, to talk about in detail. Um, but that is just something that I think we all have to bear in mind when um, when we're just thinking about gay pride in this country and a lot of people, you'll hear them say, <laughs> why do gay people need to be celebrated? Are we not at that point where they're normal? And it's great that, that people think that we're at the point where being gay is just as accepted or just as easy as being straight, but it's not at all. Um, and... In terms of those countries, um, yeah, it's it's a very complicated um, and pretty scary um, thing. But it just 
it's just it's, it doesn't work um suppressing people from being who they are and their sexuality is a big part of who you are um it doesn't work and it doesn't encourage anyone to do anything and even just looking at it in basic ways you're not going to have a happy society a society who abides by you know the laws you're not going to have a society with good workers um because when you suppress and suppress and suppress that much it just creates um like ho- yeah hostility um, and just yeah a lot a lot of other pretty horrendous things but then in terms of the rest of the world um in most of western like most of western civilization we are allowed to be gay and you know recently um northern ireland have approved gay marriage and things like that and it is getting better but even even in our societies just because it's no longer illegal to be gay and just because now it is legal um a lot of these legislations and laws are great in our favour, but that is not just all it takes. I was actually thinking about this even in Britain. Um, it eventually was decriminalised to engage in homosexual activity. Um, but then, you know, in the late 1980s, um, something called Section 28 was introduced by Thatcher when actually, um, it essentially meant that we were not allowed to promote homosexuality um, we weren't allowed to mm-hmm. um, include gay literature or books or anything like that in the education curriculum. Um, it meant that a lot of gay support groups or prides or any kind of gay gatherings were seen as promoting homosexuality. And really, whilst it wasn't a crime to be homosexual, you still couldn't just be yourself in the same way as everyone else is. So we've got a long way to go. Um, and really... It's hard. It's hard to say to give advice because it's it's big issues, um. But really, it's just that suppressing people has just never worked. It's never ever going to work. Um. We need to be able to be who we are, and we need to be able to celebrate it because, um, it's something that's only pretty recently been okay. Yeah, I mean, it's pretty exciting that, I mean, that's forty years since. Thatcher brought mm-hmm. out this this act that you were referring to, and um, that's not that's not a long space of time. So just think about what it might be like in in another forty years. You know, it will just be hopefully so normalized that no one really bats an eyelid. And the other, um, the other, I mean, 73 countries out of 195 is quite a lot. And yeah. I just looked at that, like, last night. Um, and I was pretty mm-hmm. surprised. Like, and hopefully these countries kind of learn from, learn from other societies and see that it's not beneficial to them to suppress individuals and yeah totally um but yeah just to wrap up i guess um from your from your own personal experiences what would you advise or um kind of say to a younger woman or man to anyone who's struggling with being honest with themselves and their sexuality Um... To be honest, I I would just say it, it's okay. Um, it will definitely get better. Um, in terms of practical advice, I would say just find someone. It doesn't matter who it is, a friend, a family member. It can even be kind of an acquaintance um, that you trust or that you think will accept you and just start to talk to them about it. Um, I really hope that <laughs> there's lots of young gay people around... Um, me or around all my gay friends or around anyone gay and who can look up and see that there's so many other gay people there um and you can be gay in whatever way you want to be gay um it doesn't have to define you or it can be something that you hold proudly or whatever but um yeah just start to talk to someone and then it'll definitely all get all get a lot easier that's awesome and i know it wasn't in the notes that i gave you but um, I know you mentioned that you initially started kind mm-hmm. of looking through YouTube, uh, looking at uh, gay content, and I was wondering if you 
had any recommendations like with regards to books oh or yeah definitely um or... yeah so i in regards to books my favorite book ever that um one of my best friends gave me for my birthday a while ago is the color purple um and that has um a lot more themes than just um a lesbian theme but it also um has gay characters in there and um i would really recommend that to anyone um in terms of movies um i would recommend a movie called a portrait of a lady on fire that is absolutely amazing um and in terms of youtube um there are so many gay youtubers but um to think of a few there's a couple called rose and rosie on youtube who are just they're just they're married and um currently thinking about having kids and they're um a gay female couple um and then tiktok <laughs> there's a great lesbian community on tiktok if anyone wants to go um and have a look um <laughs> i've seen have one you of seen, your TikToks have you seen my here, TikTok? i've not seen them all how have... <laughs> oh i, I love I love, I, love, I, love, I love TikTok. It's taken over my life. I had to delete, had to delete them delete the as well day. because I was just getting so obsessed with this whole lesbian community on TikTok um, that I had to delete it because I thought I better get something done in the day. But I, I'm going to re-download it just to watch your stuff. <laughs> <laughs> so, appreciate Well, thank you so much for being so honest and taking the time to talk to me I really hope uh, I'm sure in fact like I learn a lot from just reading your blog post and talking to you um, and I always love talking to you so it's been really nice to have you on the podcast and hopefully I've not rambled on you have not rambled on at all hopefully here. I have not rambled on too much either but um, no thank you so much for having me Peter I always do love talking to you and also I really, really love this podcast and the blog. Um, it's so good, Peter. Like, I know you'll never pat yourself on the back at all because it's it's not about you. And you're right; you are definitely giving that platform to others. But um, you're doing something great, so keep it keep it going. Oh, thank you, Lucy. Okay, so take care. Thank you for taking the time to have a chat, and I hope you have a lovely Thanks, Peter. See you soon. Day. Bye. Bye.